You're listening to the Average Sports Guys podcast with Eddie and Marcus. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Yo, yo. It is Eddie and Marcus here, Average Sports Guys podcast. Absolutely. So we're here. This is episode 18. The SEO show. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. All right. So week two just wrapped up in the NFL. Week um, two. A bunch of craziness went down, I would say, because of the injuries um, just around the league. Um, it's, it's and like we I've, we've talked about. It's like they're hitting a lot harder this season. Oh yeah, we were I texting think it was, last I think night. Was, I think it was yeah, texting last night. Like I think it was like a learning curve with you know head up using your shoulder and all that. But once they figured that out, they were laying some wood. Yeah, big yeah. big big deal. No, there was definitely some um, harder hits. Like I said, we were texting about that yesterday. So right. um, that was one thing I noticed. Even in some of the Sunday games. Um, there was a few decent hits in the Redskins game, mm-hmm. um, but I just wanted to touch on injuries real quick. So yeah, Ben Roethlisberger, Bruh. elbow injury. He had surgery. He's out for the year. Done. Um, I was talking to somebody at work. I think it was work. Mm-hmm. Was it? I can't remember. And I was saying basically, um, is this the end for him? Like, is he gonna just like retire? Right. Because he flirted with that. What was it? Last season or the season before? Yeah, because he was like, yeah, I don't know if I want to come back. You know, injuries, that whole thing. I don't know if I want to play anymore. Right. And I mean, because he's gotten beat up his whole career. His whole career, he's been getting blown up. I think he's got a bad knee too. Oh, I'm sure he's so got bad it, everything. He's got bad everything at this point. So I honestly think that he might be. I mean, that's that's not a. That's not a far-fetched thing to think is that he might be ready to hang it up. Yeah. So, I mean, that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, You know, right now, obviously, his main focus just had surgery. So, you recover, rehab, and then he'll probably see where he's at as far as that's concerned. Right. And then, like, and even with Andrew Luck, like, he might be thinking the same thing. Like, I got a family. Like, I got to think about life after football at this point. I got rings, which is better than Andrew Luck at this point. So, I mean, when do I hang it up? Yeah, man, and then Drew Brees had the thumb issue yes, in the game did. against the Rams. Uh, that was ugly. It was really ugly. In slow motion, the way that his finger was was contorted and all that, I was like, dude, that's 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 100% horrible luck. I wouldn't wish that on anybody. Right, so he had surgery, so he'll be out, I guess it's like six-ish weeks, so we'll see how that goes. But, I mean, that's that can drastically called. alter their season. Mm-hmm. I, I would venture to say I think Bridgewater – can be no pun intended a good bridge quarterback right. yeah. until Breeze can get back. So if Sean Payton is smart as he is and he can scheme up that offense, I think they'll be okay. Because if you go back and think about his time with Minnesota, like he wasn't a bad quarterback. Like no. He was lighting stuff up. And what did he have in Minnesota? He had a good number one receiver, and then he also had a run game. What does he have with the Saints? He has a good number one receiver, a good number two receiver, right? And two legit running backs, and what? Let's and take, a serviceable tight end. So yeah, a serv- yeah, exactly a serviceable, a serviceable tight end. So I mean, in my opinion, it's a little bit of a better situation as far as weapons, right? So I think he'll be fine i just think it was just too quick of a transition like he was on the bench you know it's drew Brees. you're you're not really going to play unless he gets injured and then with those first team reps this week i think it'll be a better product for this the game this week right so. and then not only that but the coaches are going to game plan f- to his strengths as well absolutely um yep. so i think i think we'll see um a much better performance yep. out of him again mm-hmm. he knows for the foreseeable future, he's got to prepare. And everybody can say whatever they want about, you always got to prepare like you're going to be the number one. But like you said, realistically, you know. If you don't get the reps and you don't you don't get the throws in with the ones, I mean, you're coming in cold, it's going to look different. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Cam Newton still has that lingering um, issue with his, his like foot or ankle, right. something like that. So yeah. um, you last I heard earlier today, he was still like a little questionable. I bet for he was for uh week three just but like his wardrobe right right oh <laughs> man the, the memes out on that guy oh it's looking like somebody's you know auntie that shows up late to the cookout every time somebody somebody um i don't know i may have just seen it on facebook somebody uh made it was um uh what is her name uh She's recently Bobby Brown's old. Uh, oh, Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston. It looks like yeah. Whitney Houston and Jemima. You can run down the list. He looks like Man, all of and them. And they put those <laughs> side by sides. I was dying. Oh yeah, you gonna get that? Yeah. I mean, anyway. Yeah. Um, other injuries. So obviously Darius Geis is is out for what they say four to six weeks. But right. in in my experience, just following the team, 
it seems like the Redskins, I mean, I don't, I, I really don't know exactly what it is, if it is the medical staff or the training staff, but they do seem to have more players injured mm-hmm. more often and then longer. Like Colt McCoy should, should have been ready to go and on the active roster. Absolutely. Because they kept saying, well, he's close, he's close, he's close. This was during OTAs, then mm-hmm. into training camp, and then he was okay in training camp, and then something happened. It's like these players are constantly injured, and then I feel like they get rushed back, yep. and then they never completely healed, or because they're compensating for this, they screw up something else. So Absolutely. I'm Because we have Adrian Peterson, we do have Smallwood, and then we do have Chris Thompson. I was about to say that, yeah. You know what I mean? So is there really a rush to bring him back if you feel like he's your running back of the future? If if, if they're thinking it's, it's him and Bryce Love? Like, you're, you're make sure he's right. all the way healthy. Make sure he's all the way healthy because, in my opinion, even now, um, your backfield is in the upper half of the league. I yeah. don't care what anybody says. It's so. just our offensive line is in the lower half of the league. <laughs> so they just, they so just can't like, run block. He can't run block. So is it really worth, ri- worth risking that? injury or making it worse or ending a career right absolutely not no not to me and so after the Redskins game there was a lot of chatter on Twitter which I think going forward after a game whether we win or lose mm-hmm. I'm just gonna leave Twitter alone and not even check it out because I mean it's people jumping off the Eiffel Tower bruh um and everybody I saw so many people were saying put Haskins in da 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 and and my response was Case Keenum isn't the reason you're losing. He's not the like, reason you're losing. He's playing well. No no interceptions, no turnovers. He hits two seconds maybe in the pocket. Right. And he's still and, making plays. Yeah, and he's making plays. If if you find a bright spot and and not as bright as these lights, but a bright spot, it is the offense and it is Case Keenum and right. it is Terry McLaurin. But I was like, man, pump the brakes. Like, you don't have to put him in. And then today, I didn't even get on Twitter once the I heard Daniel Jones is going to replace Eli, bruh, because people were calling in the radio station, um, and they were <laughs> they were just saying, man, see they they're putting in Daniel Jones. It's time to put in Haskins. Relax, Keenum. To me, until Keenum is the reason we are losing consistently, like. Kirk Cousins throwing late late game interceptions, right? That type of thing. You leave him in there, right? What is the rush, right? Absolutely. And then you know, getting into the Eagles injuries, um, we had a bunch of guys going down within like the first five minutes of the game, and were not even start. Um, Deshaun Jackson only had eleven snaps. Um, he has a groin injury. He's supposed to be out for two weeks. Alshon Jeffrey. Um, had a has a calf injury mm-hmm. along with Dallas Godert. Um, Dallas, from what I understand, I mean. The media cycle changes every hour at this point. From I understand, he could be week to week. Uh, Deshaun Jackson, two weeks, and Alshon Jeffrey is two weeks. Also, with that kick return um, in the second half of the Falcons game, which we will get deeper into um, when we actually talk about our individual games, um, Corey Clement uh, definitely had that fumble, but he had a, a shoulder injury, so he should be out for about two weeks. Um, oh, yeah, um, Timmy Jernigan, yeah, uh, broken foot. Um, I don't know what it is with my Eagles this year and broken feet, but he's out for four to six. So literally we have uh, a not completely healthy Fletcher Cox because he you can tell he doesn't have the same intensity right now. Right. Um, Hassan Ridgeway and then some guy. Mm -hmm. So at at tackle. So we are kind of thin at tackle at this point. We can't afford any more injuries, but. I'm still optimistic, and that's pretty much it for our injury report. And but the big thing is, Carson Wentz is fine. Right, he's fine. Regardless of that whole situation on the sideline and what people thought it was, he's fine. Relax. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then just kind of some news around the league. So obviously Antonio Brown is dealing with the <laughs> rape allegations or the sexual. A second assault. person came out. Yeah, that for sexual harassment. I, I mean. I don't know what's going on. You know mm. what I mean? Like the the way I see it is I don't know how to say it without coming off as being like, you know, against the women because I'm all for them. But as far as him playing because people are saying he should be suspended, he should be this, he should be that. But I'm like, you got to let it play out. And wait until the facts come out. If the right. facts are legitimate, then by all means, throw the and book And you get the his guy. ass up out of there. Get him right. out of there. Yeah, because, I mean, 
there there's no place in society not just i hear a lot of people say oh there's no place in the league and this and that because people look up to you no there's no place in society for that period not at all but not even a little bit i will say um i've heard people have issues with the way that the patriots handled it i Mm -hmm. i think they handled it well okay we're gonna let the league handle it and then just move on and not let it become the media circus that it could have potentially become. And then on the flip side, Roger Goodell is also letting the process play out because he's been burned several times for mishandling suspensions when there was nothing really there, like with the whole Zeke Elliott situation. and Even Reuben Foster. Even Reuben Foster. There you so go. So yep. they didn't, I don't believe they suspended Reuben either. They let no. that play out. Yep. The lady recanted her story, yep. um, dismissed of everything, and he was able to play, right. got hurt. Mm-hmm. But... Um, um, that's neither here nor there, but yeah, just but just in general, I, I mean, the court of pu- the court of public opinion is vicious, and I think that we're so quick to judge. And I, you know, I, I definitely think that they should let the flags play out because it's it's just one of those things where it's like you don't want to ruin a guy's career or reputation without hard facts. That's that's just what it is. Yeah, no, 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 for sure. So, like I said, I mean, yeah, if if he's guilty even though it's a civil suit not criminal not criminal because probably the statute of limitations ran out well either that or they feel like i i did hear somebody say they feel like there's a stronger chance or percentage of him being convicted in a civil suit versus the criminal right because the burden of proof is a lot less it's more likely than not with a civil case but it's without a reasonable doubt when it's a criminal one right so Um, and reports are she's asking for a couple million dollars. I think originally it was about 10, yeah, and then now it's down to like three. She dialed that back. Yeah, so I don't know. Again, we don't that's know. That's what I always say. Like, we don't know. We, we don't, don't know the facts. We're not in the courtroom. Nope. We're not. No one here is his legal representation. Nope. So you just let it play out. Uh, so I was okay with what the Patriots did. Antonio Brown, he had a few catches in the score. He had a touchdown. Um, yeah, you're right. So, of course, everybody was clowning him because – he was a headache in Pittsburgh, went to Oakland. Headache. <laughs> and then they were saying, isn't it funny how magically his feet are fine, his helmet fits right, right. and all that stuff. Yep. Um, I think he, as well as everybody else knows, when you step into that facility in Foxborough, they're not taking your crap. So you can, You'll you be on the plane tomorrow you to your house. get with it or yeah. get out. So right. I think he'll be okay. I do still think for some strange reason he will not finish the season with the team. And that's not me hating or whatever anybody's going to say. It's his trend right now. Right. Like, look at this so dude. So until proven otherwise, <laughs> it's like everybody says about the Redskins, right. and I'll say it too. Until proven otherwise, they're right. just – not a good football team. So yeah, so I I do think he'll be off the team before the end of the year. Right. But he I mean, he better play it smart because he might stick around long enough just to get that ring or he they have to give him a ring or mail it to him before right. he quits, but you, you, we'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> um so I just I hope Next week's show and then going forward, Antonio Brown isn't making headlines. Yeah, I'm tired of talking about for the those guy. reasons. I right. mean, you know, like, come on, dude. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. know. I can tell you who's happy right now, just within the past decade of just not being in the media cycle, media cycle that much. Well, two guys, Vontez Burfitt and Richie Incognito, because they were they were big staples of the media circus for always in trouble circuit for a while. So, and guess who's on the Raiders? Both of those, both players. of those guys. And are, what are you hearing? Like Nothing. you know, it's a dumpster fire over there. When <laughs> Vontez Perfect was the one breaking up the situation between AB and um, Mike Mayock. Oh yeah, he was like, all right, I was like, wait all a right, guys. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah. So anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't have any other news from around the league. No, that's that's pretty much what's going on, unless something is breaking while we're recording this podcast. Right. So, um, in which we will bring it to you. Absolutely. All right. So, um, week two scores. We can just go over those real quick. Woo. Um, we could talk about if you had a best game or a worst game. I'll give you mine. Mm-hmm. So, I'll just go down the list and read the read the scores, and we can come back. So. Right. Ravens over the Cardinals, 23-17. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saints over the Rams, 27-9. Oh, excuse me, the other way around. Rams over the Saints, 27-9. Right. Falcons over Eagles, um, 24-20. Yep. Chiefs over Raiders, 28-10. Uh, Bears snuck out a win. Yes, uh, they 16 did. 16-14 over the Broncos. Bro, that was a problem. Yeah. Like Broncos should have had that one. Yeah. Um, Browns beat the Jets. That was last night, twenty-three to three. Right. Uh, Patriots over the Dolphins, forty-three to nothing. Yeah. Um, 
Seahawks over Steelers. 28-26. There you go. Um, Close game. Packers over Vikings, 21-16. to 16. Mm-hmm. Cousins let that one slip away. Yes, he did. Um, Cowboys over the Redskins, 31-21. Uh, to 21. Mm-hmm. Um, Bills, surprisingly, 2-0, 24-14 over the Giants. Yeah, man, let's go Josh Allen. We need some power <laughs> bombs through them tables in the parking lots. We know how y'all get down out there in Buffalo. Let's go. Yeah, and I got Texans over the Jags. That was a squeaker, 13-12. to 12. Woo! Um, Niners two and zero, forty one uh, to seventeen over the Bengals. I'm gonna start calling that man big time, Timmy Jim. Let's go. <laughs> Colts over Titans. I did pick the Colts to win that game, yeah. nineteen to seventeen. Jacoby Brissett doesn't look as bad as people expected him to look. No, I think he actually has that offense down now. So I yeah, think he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna win some games. Yeah, and I mean I think that'll be a good team to kind of watch and or follow throughout the season just to see. How well he does because I think that team is pretty well put together. It is put to, pretty well put together, but also you cannot write a team like that off with their defense, their receivers, and the personnel that they have around. Right, Jacoby. So and uh, Lions. No, no, no. Chargers beat the Lions, didn't they? Yeah, uh, thirteen to ten, and then Bucks over the Panthers. Yep, twenty to fourteen. Yeah, um, I would say the best game. Well, we can get into the worst game. Um, I thought last night's game was boring as hell. It was very boring. Like I, I honestly, I didn't watch the whole thing. I just remember, like literally, it would be Baker Mayfield either throwing a duck or a bomb to Odell or something, and either Odell scoring or you know they go three and out or they have a short drive and then the Jets get it and then they try to run it with Le'Veon Bell because the quarterback, whatever his name was, like Falk or. Whatever that got ended up being him. First, it was Trevor Simeon. It was Trevor Simeon, and then he, he got injured, out. and then they went to the third guy. And yeah, it was then Falk. It was Falk, whatever that guy's name is. And he obviously, I mean, he had a couple of good balls, but yeah, I would say he that, dropped a few bombs in there, but that was it. That was it. He was mainly handing it off to Le'Veon Bell, and they were going nowhere. He was going nowhere, and then that guy was even getting killed by Miles Garrett. Like, that dude was teeing off. The Jets have no offensive line. I don't care what anybody says, but overall, yeah. that game was just super boring. So. And it's it's gonna sound weird that I say this. So to me, it was the most boring game for me that I watched uh, for week two. But mm-hmm. there was some hard hits, and there was people were like getting leveled. I mean, eight up, leveled. Like I felt bad. I'm like that, that dude might have a family. Like like calm down. Like dial that back. Like this dude got got calls to make after the game. Like relax. So <laughs> I mean, like the way I see it. So you guys had the prime time on Sunday night, yes, right? Yes, we did. So between that one and the Monday night game, I swear, like if they didn't get rid of like hits of the week on ESPN, Bruh. between both your game and the game last night, they could fill that whole segment with just the hits just, from those two games. I mean, a hundred percent. People were getting lit. Up. Carson Wentz, that dude, I my, like my heart like sunk when that man went and j- tried to jump past it. I think it was the Nelson Aguilar or somebody. And dude, you just see shoulder pad up into his rib cage. And this dude was bad with the passes probably for the next quarter and a half. Mm-hmm. And then on the on our defensive side, Sidney Jones was playing like he hasn't been injured for like two years. This dude was playing like a dude a senior in high school trying to get his college scholarship laying the wood. So, you know, there were, there was definitely big hits this week, especially between those two games. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, surprised to say, like, I really don't have, like, a favorite game of the week. I mean, so I'll default and go with my team. Okay. Uh, because, I mean, I always like watching the Redskins play. Right. Um, I don't – by the time the clock ticks zero, mm-hmm. no. Um, but that was – yeah, I'll just default and leave it to that, just the fact that they're my team. But um, I will say overall, though, like, it was so, – again, I mean, I can't watch all all the games. Right. But I will say largely just kind of blah. Yeah, it was – yeah, it was – yeah. Um, my game, just because I'm down here and it was before uh, my game came on at 820 – uh, my game that I really enjoyed watching was the Ravens Cardinals game, mm-hmm. just because it's you know Lamar Jackson proving haters wrong. Um, he did throw for two hundred seventy two passing yards that game. Um, Hollywood 
is Hollywood Brown is a problem. Yeah. Um, that dude, he even said it in an interview. Um, you know, they asked him, well, you didn't run at the combine. Like, how fast can you go? He says, I, I run as fast as I have to, which lets you know well, guys right. like that have a whole nother gear. gear. Oh, yeah. Like, if you think you're catching them and you think you're a fast corner, you're not catching that guy. Mm-hmm. Like, he's one of those guys, great ball tracking skills. Um, he's going to be in the league if, as long as they keep him out of the middle for a long time. And he's going to be a huge weapon out there in Baltimore. But, yeah, um, that was my game because um, Lamar was carving him up a little bit. But even towards the end of the game, the Cardinals started to squeak back because, you know, they're, I think they're just very well conditioned from winning that you know, type of spread offense where they're running all the time. Oh, yeah. So they weren't as tired in the second half, and they squeaked back in within a few points. But that was a pretty exciting game to watch, just seeing Lamar – throw and then uh larry fitzgerald is always going to get a couple of catches things of that nature oh yeah it was it was a really good game to watch i enjoyed it yeah and and i mean i caught a couple series here and there in mm-hmm. between the redskins game but i mean they're always on when when we're on it seems like so oh yeah that's usually the trend um, here. so we play monday night mm-hmm. uh against chicago at home mm-hmm. for us right um so I'll get a chance Sunday to really sit back and watch a lot of the other games, which which is kind of cool. Um, so I'm really interested in that. But um, but yeah, um, I think based on some of these injuries, man, like Panthers, I don't know what they're doing. Dude. They they could get to a situation where they clean house, and I'm talking about personnel and coaches yeah that's a problem and it sucks because i legitimately think that they have a good defense i just think that their offense i don't know what the hell is going on on that side of the ball but it sucks it's just terrible yeah and i think especially depending on how their record is at the end of the year they may be looking for quarterback they they might have to at this point because Cam Newton has what a sub fifty percent completion percentage or something like that or somewhere around fifty which in reality you want yours as cl- you want your quarterback like as close to seventy or higher right. as possible and what's crazy is he went from just a few years ago as a potential MVP taking his team to the Super, Super Bowl, Bowl and to this and I don't know dude. I get it I mean there's always going to be Cam Newton apologists there's going to be Carolina Panthers apologists that are going to say you know oh he just recently had the shoulder surgery he's still maybe not fully recovered from that or dealing with residuals or oh it's the new foot um, injury and and that's lingering and this and that and those very well may be key factors but at some point and this is what I say about Washington at some point somebody like something has to change, be it the way the team is playing with the personnel they have or the actual personnel. Right. Because it's one of those things where, I mean, you can sit there and pass the buck or pass the blame as much as you want, but at the end of the day, you're still not winning games. So uh, whoever's in that um, that offensive, you know, scheming meeting, um, they need to come up with a better strategy. Um, probably lay, uh, lean on Christian McCaffrey a little bit more because that dude is a stud. Mm-hmm. Um, find ways to, I guess, run the ball more. Um, and one of our biggest issues in our game, which we're going to get into a little bit, is that, you know, run that 12 or, or ace pack is where you have two tight end sets or something. I don't know. I just think that they need to go ahead and try whatever they're doing, scrap it, try to find out what works well, look through the tape and try to build off of that. And I think they might have to start running their offense through a guy like Christian McCaffrey because he just does everything. Well, yeah. No, 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 for sure. And like, I think um, the Steelers are cooked. Oh, dude. I think their season is over. Is in the toilet. It's done. Hey, man. But, um, but I'll tell you this. If you're looking for a cheap date and you're in the Pittsburgh area, you might want to go to a Steelers game. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, I'll say this. I still think their stadium will be full all year long because they're they have diehard fans. faithful. I mean, there's not really much else to do in Western PA. Probably not. Um, really. no. I mean, like. You've been out there. Yeah. <laughs> I have not. Yeah, it's not a whole lot to do. I mean. People trash Pittsburgh, but I thought it was like a decent city. Right. But uh, set that aside, people will be at the game um, cussing and fussing, throwing mm-hmm. stuff. Um, I will say it probably won't be a great environment for opposing fans once all that frustration sets in. Because you got to think, you're used to a franchise basically winning or being in contention to win every single year. Absolutely. To what I believe they're about to put on the field for the rest of the season. They're going to call for Tomlin's head. They're going to call for so many, you know, all that stuff. So that looks to be a train wreck. Um, Yeah. 
And it's only and here's the crazy part. It's only week two, and there's just so many injuries and so many people. Just I think a lot of it's overreaction, but that situation long term, it doesn't look too good. Yeah. So that'll be uh, that'll be interesting to see. And then, like I said, I do think Teddy Bridgewater is set up to do well for the time that he's in. Um, yeah. And I think by the time he turns the keys back over to Drew Brees, I think I think they'll be fine. Yeah. I think his go- I think the goal with him is just to make it or just maintain a 500 record and then just when drew Brees is healthy then that's when the offense will get going again yeah so i mean that'll be that'll be interesting to see so that's the wrap up as far as uh week two um we when we tell you what when we come back from break right we'll get into you break down the uh eagles falcons i'll break down um dallas redskins and then we'll get into our picks for our games next week, yes, and then sir. we'll just go down the line and say who we pick. Just straight pick them so we don't have to worry about uh, right. covering spreads or anything like that. Not at all. All right, so we'll be right back. Absolutely. Right, we're back on the other side of the break. This yeah, is the man. Average Sports Guys podcast. Here we go. Um, so we wanted to segue into uh, just kind of recapping um, our respective teams' games. Yeah. So again, um, the Eagles played the Falcons. Right. Uh, Washington played Dallas. Um, you can go ahead and. Yeah, uh, man. Um, you know what? I know how Eagles Nation reacts. I know how you know upset they are at a lot of things going on. Uh, with the team and all the injuries, you know, because Alshon Jeffrey's going to be out for two weeks. Um, uh, Deshaun Jackson's going to be out for two weeks. Goder's week to week. Um, Corey Clement, you're looking at about two weeks. And then Timmy Jernigan's four to six. On top See, of losing why Malik couldn't Jackson. we play you guys week three? Right. It's like everybody was basically healthy. You guys took out um, Malik Jackson, but everything else was straight. But, you know, at the end of the day, um, my overarching theme, there are actually two. One, the way I look at it, Carson Wentz isn't thinking about that leg for a second. This dude right. was diving for touchdowns. This dude was diving for two-point conversions. This dude was falling down and throwing bombs right. to Mac Hollins and you know getting hit and throwing bombs to um, Nelson Aguilar and trying to get the ball to Zach Ertz. This dude is a gamer. Um, he's going to fight for every yard. He's not going to go down easily. He's going to duck. He's going to cover. He's going to make his, he's going to make space, shift to the left or right, and try to make something out of nothing. That's just his DNA, and you can't ask for more than that, or or any more than that from, uh, in my opinion, one of the uh, top ten QBs in the league. So you just really need to you know pump your brakes on his play. Yes, he did throw two picks. And I think that was just the residual effects of that major hit that he took, which I'm not going to lie. My heart dropped to the floor because I'm like, oh, God, here we go again. Yeah, but I didn't I didn't even. Well, you know, like I didn't text you. Yeah, because I was just thinking <laughs> I was like, man, well, let's just let this play out. Yeah. I was like, I think he'll be back in. And I was like, I think he'll be all right. But right. to to your point, um, watching that game, one of the one of the like big takeaways I was just the fact that um Wentz still is that uh, like for as big as he is as far as as, like tall Mm -hmm. like he's slippery right and there was that play where they the defender was bringing him down and he just got that ball just got the ball off the Mac Hollins like that was crazy yeah that was cool um and just seeing him like you said he he, he'll climb the pocket shift Mm -hmm. and and get out of there right and extend the play Mm -hmm. um whereas i think earlier in his career he would do that almost to a fault a fault where the injuries were caused so i i would like to see more of that out of him Mm -hmm. and and just the smarts and um just you know, basically coming from A being injured and then B, B being in the league and knowing like, okay, I'm not going to have a long career and right. I'm no good to my team if I'm right. on the sideline. And I'm glad you said that because I think he's scrambling to throw down field versus scrambling, scrambling to, to run. run now, right. which is completely different. But you know, you know what's crazy? Not, not to get too far off of that, but I've right. seen a lot more of that out of quarterback play period right. this year. Um, and I'll get into Dak running on us, but mm-hmm. – um, which to me is good to see. It's great because to see. You're, you're extending ex- your product. Extend, yeah, extending the play, but you're like you just said, extending your shelf life. Right. So again, that was to me the major takeaway mm-hmm. out of that game. Absolutely. 
And then um, on the backside with the first half, um, we only put up six points. Um, they were both field goals by um, – they were both field goals by um, Jake Elliott or whatnot. Um, I honestly think that one of the other takeaways from the game that bothered me the most is our 15-ish play script when we started the game. This is the second game in a row where we've done nothing. Mm-hmm. But to Peterson's credit, because he did talk about this in the press conference, that – not having Dallas Goddard and also being down to basically two functional tight ends this season because of injuries in preseason that, you know, our offense was shot from the door because we run a lot of 12-man or ace packages, which basically, if you don't know what that means, is we run two tight ends and a running back set, Mm -hmm. Um, whether it's uh, under center or out of the gun, mostly out of the gun because we like to pass a lot. But that also, the way that we line up with that also – creates a lot of plays not only in the run game because it's just extra blockers on the outside but also the fact that you know we run a lot of misdirection a lot of play action off of that and you know we have two really good tight ends that you know most linebackers and corners can't cover yeah they're just hard to cover size right so the fact that that got scrapped um that didn't didn't help out a lot but overall i think our scripted play game is terrible um, we have yet well, – I mean, it's only – don't don't get me wrong. It's only week two. Um, we just haven't been able to put up points, like touchdowns in the first half, and that, that does bother me. We right. shouldn't – I mean, granted, I'm happy that we can come behind, come from behind and put ourselves in a position to win games, but you always want to play with a lead so you don't have to come from behind and take more risks and injure more players. And I think that's what another big takeaway for me was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so – yeah, and just watching early on, um, to give the Falcons credit, they oh yeah, they um, they were ready. Well, because I mean, there was a lot of back and forth. There was, you know what I mean. I guess you can call it sloppy play. Uh-huh. I would have for for two good teams. I would have expected more. So right. I, I kind of looked at it maybe from a defensive standpoint. Right. Maybe that just was two good defenses. Um, uh-huh. going at each other but i will say and and we were talking before we started this show um your secondary seems to come along a little bit later right because i felt like um what what's the dude because they darby. were throwing on him yeah yeah ronald darby uh he's coming back from his second injury with us uh i think it was like mcl acl something like that mm-hmm. um that got blown up against mari Cooper last year or whatnot um he doesn't usually show up till about week four or five right and i think it's it's not even him being healthy i think it's him getting over the mental thought of the fact that okay my leg's healthy i think he's thinking too much on the field he's not reacting fast enough that's why i think they kept throwing it up to calvin ridley because he had at least a step and a half Mm -hmm. on Ronald Darby, and that that pissed us off. I mean, dude was literally sitting there like, you know, when you leave toast in the toaster for too long, burnt toast um, out there on the field, and they just just kept attacking him. That game could have easily been, I want to say, 27-6 by the end of the half. Right. um, Well, and and that's what I was saying. You know, connected with Calvin Ridley. Right, and that's why I was saying maybe from the Atlanta standpoint, they – um, they definitely could have gotten more out of their offense. Oh, they for definitely sure. could because they definitely left a lot on the field. Uh-huh. Um, but then part of that too is Calvin Ridley just being Calvin Ridley. Right, you know that was mean? a big deal. Yeah, so I mean Dude's they they have some good receivers. They have so. great great receivers. Mohamed Sanu, uh, obviously Julio Jones, right. um, who I'm going to talk about in a second. Um, one cornerback that I think that I'm going to like um, for years to come is Rasul Douglas. They were counting on that man backing off not playing tight, um, just giving him like a 10-yard cushion. He said, no, I'm going to fight every ball. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to meet you at the line. I'm going to jam you. And he did a pretty good job. Mm-hmm. Like Julio Jones could have gashed us for a lot more. Like even at the end of the game, yes, he did make that game-winning touchdown. But if you actually go back and look at the tape, there was an uncalled block in the back to where um, I think it was Sidney Jones was trying to dive at Julio, and it was actually behind the line to gain, Mm -hmm. and it would have stopped him, and we would have had the ball. But, I mean, that's neither here nor there. Um, You know, we had plenty of opportunities to win the game ourselves. I mean, Nelson Aguilar dropped that ball. I couldn't believe it. It was, like, literally in his hands. Everything was gift wrap. It was was gift wrap. And and literally, when you get uh, Nelson Aguilar in stride, you can't catch that man. He just has to get up to that speed. Once he's there, you're not catching him. He just dropped it. What I think what his problem was, 
from the previous hit that yeah. he took. He was looking for the safety. I think he glanced away and was looking for the safety to come over the top and clean him up. All but right. there was nobody there. And in no. that split second, he dropped the ball. <laughs> yeah. But to make up for that, he did have he did catch that huge bomb within the last, what, 48 seconds of the game. Oh, right. Where Carson Wentz was getting pressure again. And he did catch the ball, uh, move this in, I think, around the 30. And then it came down to Zach Ertz, you know, catching the ball, you know, inside of the line to gain. And literally the dude was like 20 pounds less, and he just couldn't get the line to gain. Because, I mean, like I said before, another point to Carson Wentz. The dude's a gamer, man. Like, he, we were down, and he was like, nah, dog, we're going to come back out here. We're going to throw the rock, and we're going to get ourselves in position to win. So, yes, like I said, he did throw two picks, but at that point in the game, before that last Falcons touchdown, we were up. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in my opinion, that washes out. I, I honestly think that, you know, we could have won that game if – we would have stepped up, but I also understand the the mental strain when you know your best receivers are on the sideline and Deshaun Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey, and especially Deshaun Jackson because he opens so much of your offense. Up oh yeah, because well you because respect yeah, you, you have to respect him. So um, overall, um, you know, I'm not gonna get too down on myself with this game. Um, I think our game planning for the first half has to be better. We shouldn't be going into the tunnel down at halftime. I think we need to get. Um, Deshaun Jackson involved earlier. I think we need to run the ball more frequently. Um, Jordan Howard didn't really have a big game just because we didn't have our two tight ends on the outside uh, as extra blockers to open up more holes and things of that nature. Um, Corey Clement going down was a problem. Miles Sanders, eh. I mean, like I said, we weren't running our base formation like I w- like we wanted to. But I am looking forward to these lines next week, and I think we could have a pretty decent bounce-back game there. So. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, that's a difference in in the two franchises, meaning Philadelphia Eagles and Washington Redskins. Um, our fan base is ready to light the city on fire. Now, you guys actually light cities we, we, on we fire. We actually light cities on but, fire. Like, we so, burn jerseys, and then right. we, will, we will call your mom all kinds of names in the in the book. But, yeah. Right. But, <laughs> but it's just pretty much how it is. Like, okay, you guys lost a game you should have won or right. could have won. Could have won, yeah. Um, and we do that seems to be week in, week out. And that, to me, is just the biggest difference. You guys, um, because I don't think the Redskins have a bum team. No. There, Personnel-wise, There is no. some talent. There is talent um, there. And you guys have a loaded roster on right. both offense and defense. So I think it's like the fans recognize that and say, okay, you know, we, we dropped one. We let Mulligan. one get away. Right. But also, too, your guys' coaches and coaching staff makes adjustments, yeah, be do. it in-game, at halftime, whatever. So it's like you said, that first scripted 15, you would like to see that changed. They're going to go back and they watch the film. Right. They're going to see what worked, what didn't work. Obviously, you put in a package based on who you're playing. Right. So I think you guys, I mean, I'm picking you guys to win that game, and we'll get into to picks um, because I think the Lions just aren't – they're not there. They're just not there. And then one more point I forgot to make um, earlier is that, you know, what really ticked me off was, what was it, the the end of the first half when Carson Wentz, uh, well, and when Ronald Darby had that pickoff, because don't forget, Matt Ryan had two picks too. And then in the midst of that pickoff situation, they called him into the back for concussion protocol. Like, he was under the tent. Oh, and then right. all the announcers like, oh, what's wrong with Wentz? Wentz was pissed off because – Yes, he had that neck. I think his, I think he had a mean stinger. Right. And I think when he was when he threw those picks and those errant uh, throws to um, Trufant or whatnot, they're like, yeah, something's off. Let's go ahead and take a look at him. But also, I think that threw off you know his productivity because he's pissed off about not being in the game. Granted, Josh McCown when he didn't when he did get in the game, he did show up. He did move his oh, yeah. range and all that. Yeah. But then they immediately switched back to Carson Wentz, mm-hmm. and you know the drive stalled or whatnot. Still ended up with that last um, field goal. But at the end of the day, I think the league does have to look at, you know, what are the parameters with pulling guys off the field because that was a clutch moment within the game. Um, that could have been way worse than what it was. Right. So, which I mean, I don't know if you know for sure or not, but I mean that could have been just a coaching decision. Yeah, it could you know have been. what I mean? Just yeah. because I mean, you got to think like let's protect our investment. If he is hurt, right. let's not a let him get further injured, right. or b 
okay, let's take him back, get a breather. Worst case scenario, if we don't believe he's injured, he'll just come back in. Right. I do think they should have let McCown finish that drive, though, yeah. because there was that momentum. He mm-hmm. was moving the ball down the field. Um, but, like, I mean, it's neither here nor there. Right. Um, okay, so now switching over to the Washington Redskins. So yeah, bro. Um, it's a storied rivalry between the Washington Redskins and the Dallas Cowboys. Those Cowboys. Uh, the hell with all that. Neither team has really done much in the last, <laughs> you know, what, 20-something years. Yeah. Dallas of late, the last couple of years, has been a strong team. Um, they came out and um, just pretty much – Tap danced all over our backside. <laughs> um, I mean, I mean, I'm not gonna make excuses for our team. No, there, there were moments where yes, the Redskins could have won that game, right? I don't like to play that because it's every week. It seems like we could have won this game. We could have won this game. We could have won this game. Right. I'm to the point. People, um, okay, let's finish my point. I'm to the point. Get Jay Gruden out of there. Get Minuski out of there. We talked about that. Um, now. So people people argue both of it, right? Oh, typical Redskins fans, two weeks and you're ready to get rid of everybody. No, homie. This is six years for Jay Gruden. Yeah. This is what, third year from Minuski. Yes, it is. What what frustrates me is not the offense. I think Jay Gruden schemes well. Mm-hmm. I do think he he will get away from the run. Mm-hmm. Um but in certain spots, I don't necessarily blame him because of our offensive line issues. In mm-hmm. years past, when we've had a healthy line, we're we're in the I'd say top ten for for offensive lines, and you see our run game is productive. Yeah, man. Um, so I can understand that. And then when you get um, behind the chains because of penalties, mm-hmm. Morgan Moses holding, mm-hmm. uh, Brandon Sheriff had some holding. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Somebody was in there getting rung up. Uh, for holding it's like we have Callahan who's supposed to be this offensive line guru right you guys brought him in for that reason for that reason you're paying yeah. him a whole hell of a lot of I money about that yeah so you figure that out yeah um but that needs to be cleaned up I text you during the game mm-hmm. we seem to be one of the most undisciplined teams in the league like we are crazy, always man. getting penalties right and there's going to be people, you know, Redskins fans listening to this podcast that are going to say it was because the, the, the refs are out to get us and da-da-da-da-da. That's a show for another day, mm. right? But when they show the replay and your man's hands is up in Inside the, the shoulder pad. pads, yep. you can't do that. You can't argue that. What does that say to me? You're A, out of position. B, you got slow feet. <laughs> yeah. Because they get behind you or on on the side of you. And you're reaching at this point, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, because your feet aren't quick enough. You're not right. getting to where you need to be. Right. Um, but that being said, our defense has been non-existent. And that's why I say Minuski has to go. You have too much damn talent on that front line. The front seven is is nasty. It is it is very, very, very vicious. Like They, they have talent. Hellish. Like and, they are a problem. And so people are saying, well... You know, some people are saying to me it seems fifty fifty. Put in Rob Ryan, let him do it. No, we've seen the Ryan brothers. We we've seen their defense. <laughs> it's you know, it's just too crazy. Da 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 whatever. I'm sorry. If I'm sending everything but the kitchen sink and you beat me, okay, you beat me. Right. But this crap that they're running, two, three guys rushing, like you're not getting any pressure on a quarterback. I don't mm-hmm. care who you have in the backfield, right. or excuse me, in the secondary. They're not covering for more than two to three seconds. I don't care who your backfield is. It doesn't matter. But, I mean, I'm seeing Dak Prescott drop back. He pats the ball two, three times. He takes a sip of water, <laughs> has has a bite of a, of, of a, of cheese, a sandwich. cheese sandwich, <laughs> and then he's like, oh, I'll throw. Now I'll throw. Right. And I'm like, what are we doing? Right. The, you know, and – there seems to be times where I don't know if the linebackers are just not playing gap sound, mm-hmm. but you'll see the excuse me, you'll see the front line mm-hmm. crash down, and it's like the linebackers not really shooting a gap. That's one thing if you're shooting a gap and you're trying to get through, but they could see it's clearly a run mm-hmm. and they're going this way. They're way out of position mm-hmm. Zeke or anybody else they just cut back and that lane's wide open mm-hmm. I mean Dak Prescott burned us I think it was a 41 or 43 yard run oh yeah yeah I did see that one I was like Jesus Christ right but it all still started week one once you guys really started running yeah. I mean everybody was getting a turn right and to me it's it's those types of things so 
I don't know who's limiting the defense, if it's the personnel or if it's the coaches. But again, looking at who you have, you have hopefully Jonathan Allen can come back this week. Mm -hmm. You have Matt Ioannidis. Mm -hmm. You have Deron Payne. There you go. You have Montez Sweat and Ryan Kerrigan on the edge. You have uh, John Bostic in the middle. You have the young rookie Cole Holcomb, who is fast. Right. And he can cover. And I think he's he's done well. He's had some tackles for loss. Mm -hmm. He's in on a lot of tackles. He's a short tackler. You have Landon Collins coming up and and getting tackles. He's actually, I believe, the leading tackle on the defense. Let's go. You know what I'm saying? So you have pieces. Now, Josh Norman got burned Mm -hmm. again Mm -hmm. last week. Um, Some guy who hasn't caught a pass. They said he hasn't caught a pass since 2016, right? Hit a bomb. Yeah. I mean, he just blew by Norman. Now, I will say this. Norman did look like he slowed down for two reasons. Because when – I believe it was like a post route. Mm Mm-hmm. But when they got even with the safety, I believe it was Monte Nicholson, and the receiver started to hit the post, Josh, I don't know what he thought. He either thought, A, he had help over the top, mm-hmm. or he thought he was going to run in. I mean, they were close, so I yeah. don't know if he thought he was going to run into somebody or what. But then he got beat by, like, two steps right. on that. So I don't know what it is, but to me, Josh Norman um, – to me, you part ways with him. He needs at, to relax. At the end of the season. Yeah, because it's one of those things where he's doing a lot of talking for doing a whole lot of nothing. I mean, he was talking about Dak Prescott before the game even popped off. Well, and then and then there was the whole situation where Dak Prescott is running the ball. He slows down just to get his this, this dude to stiff arm. And I'm just well, like. he knows he ain't going to outrun him. He knows him. he ain't going to outrun him. He's not outrunning Josh Norman. But it's also one of those things where it's like you're drawing unnecessary attention. Um, you. I mean, for the past two weeks, granted, you have been covered as a decent corner. Like, don't get it twisted. Josh Norman is he, when he wants when he wants to play and play well, he can. But he's just been getting burnt lately, and he's just really, in my opinion, he's just got to shut up and play and actually prove it at this point. So, so my thing is just to touch on the whole Dak Prescott thing and and him talking. That did get blown out of proportion, uh-huh. and there are Redskins beat reporters who did report on that. They oh were yeah, saying, yeah, because that was more of a national thing that okay. made it what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally don't ever take too much stock in players running their mouth because you can call it competitive edge. They're just yeah. trying to motivate, like whatever. Right. Either way, you still got to go out there and play. Right. Um. I'm more yeah. like you. I've always been taught that my whole life playing sports. My dad's like, just shut yourself. up and play. Right. Let your play speak for itself. 100%. Um, so I'm more of that mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, Josh Norman is a colorful character. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, but that's that's just that side of the ball and his, the nature of that position and the people who play it. Well, right. So I just look at, well, first, to me, he's never been a speed guy. No, he's he been more of a technique it. type of yeah, yeah, he's very technique sound, yeah. but I also feel like they need to do more jamming at the line of scrimmage because even right. um uh Charles Davis who was calling the game that day, he's like these these Washington um DBs are playing so far off of the receivers. Let these guys run free. Like a, you either let them run free, or B, they're gonna catch underneath stuff. And th- you know how they they show the little first down like yeah, uh, yeah. yellow line on the mm-hmm. field or whatever. They're standing on the other side of the line, yeah, tr- attempting to play yeah. sticks defense, but with sticks defense supposed to be in front of the line. But not only that, yeah. So they literally run to the line, catch the ball, and they got a first down. Right. Extend the drive. Um, something to me has to change. Yeah. And so there was a Dominique Rogers Cromartie had the foot injury during the game. I did. So see that. him, him playing off of a receiver was fine. Um, I am surprised that Dak didn't go after that matchup more often. Uh, we got to look, we got to research that. Cause there, you never know. There might've just been a bad history. Cause he played for the giants for a while where that man was eating them up. So it, it might've been a mental thing, but kudos to uh, DRC for coming back from retirement, playing for you guys, and fighting through that injury. that That's a big deal. Well, yeah. So, um, like I said, him playing off a receiver, I right. get. I, yeah, that, that just made – that was just smart football. Other than, like, Amari Cooper. Now, that Gallup kid, I mean, he's – Oh, yeah. He's, he's, he's turning decent. into a decent, super decent and, receiver. And so the great thing about that is, is, like, you have Amari Cooper, who you have to respect. Right. You have Randall Cobb. Is that his name? Randall, Randall. Cobb. Yeah, he got it. You have Randall Cobb, who is is a, is is a vet. You know what his track record is, right? You right. could say he's lost a step. He he isn't this. He isn't that. He, his name mm. is noticeable for a reason. Right. So you still have to respect that, or he'll beat you right. because you're gonna cover 
this guy and that guy leave him open. Mm-hmm. Then they still have Jason Witten, who, yes, uses a cane to get into the end zone. But, but that's the last guy I usually think about, and he's usually open just because you're not thinking about him. Right. And so, I mean, credit to to the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, their, their, They're defense, scheming well. their defense is is vicious. And yeah. they have Van Der Esch in the middle controlling things. Sean like, Lee's still alive. He's not He's not on the sideline on a stretcher yet, so that's right. a big deal. Right. And but yeah, um, still got D-Law. I mean, I mean, outside of D-Law, your front four is a little suspect. But you also got to be able to generate that run game and have that pa- have that run um, that run block in there to be able to do anything. But um, yeah, kudos to the Cowboys. I mean, even if you look at our our, our lineup as far as the rankings of the division, um, I mean that you have to give the nod for the number one spot because they've just been playing that well. Right. Yeah. No. I mean they've they've definitely um, they've definitely played well. Um, I like I said. I do feel the skins the skins had the opportunity to win. They did. But when you can't stop anybody and they're going down, they're getting touchdown, 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 I think field goal, then touchdown. Mm. What are you going to do? And then your offense can't really get much going. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not on Case Keenum. No. That's on a lot of things. But I think it's the offensive line not allowing you to be able to sustain a run game or right. to really get one going. Right. Because AP had, what, 10 carries for 25 yards. He did. Um, Chris Thompson really wasn't effective in the run, more so as a pass. Yeah, he's more of a pass catching type of dude anyway. Right. So um, <laughs> I did hear Pam Oliver say on the sideline at the beginning of the game that um, Jay Gruden doesn't like uh, AP's running style because he feels it severely limits the offense and gives the defense too many options. Now, in his oh defense, which I wouldn't have said to Pam Oliver or anybody else, this guy. I see where he's coming from in this sense, and hear me out. When AP is in on first down, right, say a few yards, it's second and long, mm-hmm. they're not running him. You bring in Chris Thompson, or even uh, they brought in uh, what's the name we got from y'all? Smallwood. Smallwood. Wendell Smallwood. Right. So you bring him in, and you know, okay, nine, ten, nine times out of ten with Chris Thompson in, they're going to pass. So it does limit them that way. Whereas if Geis is in, okay, you don't know what they're going to do first, second, or even third down. Um, but. AP is AP for a reason. For a freaking reason. Come on, man. That's AP. Give him the damn rock. And it's just like two, Give him the damn two, rock. two weeks in a row, there's something coming out of Jay Gruden's mouth towards AP. When Clinton Portis was on um, 106.7 The Fan, yeah. and he said, I believe he's on with Grant and Danny, mm-hmm. and, and he said, wait a minute. He said, AP is AP. Right. AP is the reason some of them coaches still have, have a, a job. job. Right. Like he was saving jobs. And to me, just the the disrespect towards him was kind of just not it just was bad. It was just real bad because at the end of the day, that's that's one of the cornerstones of your offense, whether you like that or not. Like that's Adrian freaking Peterson, even at what he's like, 36 right now, 34, like 35, 36, whatever, 34, 34. Yeah. Super high in the running back age. And he still gets carries when he gets carries and still is productive and he's the type he has to get carries and get going throughout the game right he has to build momentum right and with jay gruden getting away from the run again some of it i understand because you put yourself in a bad situation um second and long third and long you got to throw to get out of those in most cases so um i understand that but we we just had we tend to have a predictable offense where it seem it seems like more often than not we run on first down. Although we did throw to open the game, which I did like, mm-hmm. um, but I believe we ran on eight of nineteen first downs, so that mm-hmm. was good. So, meaning we threw the rest. So, right. So there is that change there. Um, but no, I mean going forward, I would like to see AP get involved more. But again, mm-hmm. I think a lot of that is predicated off of the offensive line. Right. Um. So, I mean, we'll see. But so that's my recap there. Like I said, I'm not saying Redskins lost. I'm saying the Cowboys took it to us. I mean, yeah, they yeah. they played a full 60 minutes. Yeah, they did. To me, the Redskins have yet to do that. Right. I, I do. I have said, and I still stand by it, if word came out right now that Jay Gruden got let go and or mm-hmm. anybody else, I'm 
perfectly okay with that. Right. All right, we'll be back right after this break. Yep. All right, we're back for the final segment of the show, Average yeah. Horse Guys Podcast with Eddie and Marcus. Let's go. All right, so we're just going to quickly go down for pickums for week three. And Marcus, you can start us off with that. Yeah, let's go. So um, the Thursday night game is at 820. That's the Titans versus the Jaguars, obviously with Nick Foles being out. And they did trade for that um, quarterback from the Steelers. I like the Titans. Um, Derrick Henry, that dude is a freaking monster. Yeah. Um, I just think that they're just uh, just a better team at this point, so yeah. that's who I'm taking. Yep, I got Titans as well. Awesome. So the next game is the that Sunday. We got Bengals-Bills. Um, I'm probably going to lean towards the Bills. They're just on a hot streak right now. Me too. They're 2-0 until, until otherwise. Yeah. You know. Absolutely. Next one, Eagles-Lions at 1. I'm I know I'm a homer, but I'm probably still gonna lean towards my Eagles just off of just history. Um I think we'll have a decent bounce back game. I think it'll be close, but I think we're gonna edge it out just off of injury. Um Lions, I mean, what can you say? You got Stat Patford. <laughs> Stat Patford. <laughs> All right. So the next one Hold on. Oh, I'm I sorry, go ahead. Um, I'm going to go with the Eagles, too, yeah. uh, just because of the way you guys lost. I feel like you're going to come out and not even leave this one to chance. Right, so absolutely. So I'm, I'm, I'm going Eagles. Um, This one is a very hard pick. Patriots, Jets, what do you <laughs> think is going to happen? Pats all day. Yeah, it's, it, I mean, it's, it's a no-brainer. I mean, yeah. but granted, they do have Adam Gase as their head coach, and that guy is – a Brady killer as far as regular season games. Like, he he knows how to scheme to beat him. But at the end of the day, they don't have I, anything. I they don't have anybody that. left, so it's, yeah, it's, it's, a, foregone, it's a foregone <laughs> conclusion. I'm sorry. I tried, to, I tried to help the Jets out, but obviously it's the Patriots right now. And they have Antonio Brown. Yeah. All right, so next game, it is Vikings-Raiders. Um... I don't. This is gonna be tough, but I'm gonna say the Raiders in this one. Raiders. I I do like playing? I do like Derek Carr. I do like Josh Jacobs. I do like Renfro. I do like um who's their corner that they got? What's that guy's name? Just slipped my mind. Oh, uh, Jonathan Abram. Jonathan Abram, that defensive end. He's a stud. I I don't know. I I think these Raiders can possibly get these Vikings, especially if they can get the Kirk Cousins and stifle that run game a little I bit. I believe this one's in Minnesota. Is it? Uh, this yeah, they're at Minnesota. Yes, I'm gonna go with the Vikings just for that reason and no other reason alone. Or, okay. or, <laughs> I mean, no, no other reason. To yeah, talk. just that reason and that reason alone. Ooh, this is a good game. This might actually end up being the game of the week that we pick: Chiefs Ravens. Yeah, that's gonna be a good game. So I'm leaning towards Mahomey just because that dude has a cannon and a half, and I don't see anybody beating him. Uh, at all. Granted, you know, Lamar has looked great up until this point, but come on, it's the Chiefs. Yeah, I'm going with Chiefs because Patrick Mahomes puts ketchup on everything. Everything. And they're at home as well. Yes, because it is Ravens at Chiefs. Yeah, so yeah. Oh yeah, Earl Thomas. I um, think it'll be a close burnt, game bro. because it was, I believe they, didn't they play in the playoffs? I think they did. Yeah. Did they last year? I believe it was. Um, I don't, I gotta look, I'm, I'm not too sure. It'll, I know, I know. Either way, they played last year. They played and last year. Yeah. The Ravens had a chance to win. They should have won, but they yeah, didn't. Right. But I'm still gonna go with uh, Patrick Mahomes. Absolutely. Next one, Falcons at the Colts. Um, if I'll say this, if the if the Falcons play the Colts like they played us, they're gonna lose. Um, they gotta come. They got. They have to have a better game plan. They have to play better defense, and they gotta be able to protect Matt Ryan. And you know. Get the ball to Julio Jones um, and Calvin Ridley. If they can't do that, that's a loss. Yeah. So I picked the Colts for that reason, just like you said. Um, I do think the Falcons are going to play kind of how they did against you guys, mm -hmm. um, and they're going to Indy. So I'm they taking in Jacoby Brisket. And Jacoby Brisket. And the Colts. Let's go. Um, next game, we do have Broncos at Packers. Packers. Um, yeah, I'm going Packers just because it is um, that bad man, Aaron Rodgers. Um, and granted, you know, Flacco hasn't looked terrible, but they don't really scare a lot of people. They don't scare anybody. They don't scare anybody. Um, Aaron Rodgers still has Devontae Adams, uh, a bunch of weapons. Um, defense looks legit right now, and he hasn't had a they, well. They haven't had a legit defense for like a decade. Yeah. So now that they have a defense, I think they'll they'll end up pulling that one out. The next one is Dolphins at Cowboys. 
Dallas. Let's be real. Yeah. It's Dallas. I mean, and they just got rid of uh, Minka Fitzpatrick. Yeah, he went yeah. to Steelers. So literally, it's going to. So if you have Dak Prescott on your bench, you might want to start him this game for fantasy because he's going to put up about no, seventy for, points. Uh, hold on. First, if you had Dak Prescott on your bench, you're you're, d- you're, you're an stupid. idiot. You're an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you have Tom Brady as your starter. <laughs> right. Yeah, um, ride out Dak Prescott until you can't. Um, yeah, that's going to be – he's giving you, like, between well, – depending on the type of league that you're in, between 45 and 70 points because they literally have nobody in their secondary. No, I mean, they're they're going to carve them up. All the way up. It's it's going to be – like, you might even – actually, you know what? They might even rest players in the third quarter because it's going to be that bad. Yeah. Um, Giants, Buccaneers. Um, the Giants don't like to use Quan Barkley as much as they should. Right. So I'm going to give the nod to the Buccaneers. Where's this um, one at? This one is Giants at Bucks. Oh, okay. So I'm gonna give this one to the Buccaneers. Me they too. St- yes, just because you know, um, it's it's the Bucks. I mean, they still have Mike Evans. Um, just as long as they continue to dangle um, crab legs at, at the goalpost, you know, <laughs> for uh, Jameis Winston, they 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 should pull that out. I see this being a game that Jameis gets right. Now, yeah. what that means for the rest of the season, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But this is a team he can get right on. Hey, he can man. get into a rhythm. So, yeah, I'm, I'm taking bucks. Just just give that man a seafood before the game. All right, next one. We have the Panthers at Cardinals. Um, I'm not a big believer in that offense just because I've, I've been offense? through that. I'm, I'm sorry, the, um, the Cardinals offense, just okay. because I've been through that Chip Kelly trauma. <laughs> Granted, we did have two tennis six seasons and all that, but at the end of the day, we got figured out. We were hosed. And it's very similar. So I'm giving this to the Panthers. Um, although Kyler, I mean, he does creep back into games. I don't know. I just think this is just might be one of the ones that the Panthers do get right. So I will pick Panthers with the caveat of Cam Newton. If Newton doesn't Ooh. play, I'm going cards. Okay. So I'll give you that. That's true. Yeah. All right. Steelers at Niners. Niners. Big time Timmy Jim. Um, yeah, they don't have Ben Roethlisberger. And is um, is their running back still out, uh, Connor? I haven't heard anything. Okay. I think well, if he plays, they might have a little bit better shot. But even with him, I'm still giving it to the Niners. It's big time Timmy Jim. Let's go. Um, next one, it is Saints at Seahawks. Seahawks. Yeah, um, that is Russell Wilson. Um, that is Tyler Lockett. That is Chris Carson. Um, they don't have too much of an offensive line, but they I mean, still but find it's ways to win. It's still tough to go into Seattle and play. Yeah, that, that I mean, that's not as tough as it has been in years past, but it's still tough. It's still you tough. S- you still have Bridgewater, who let's hope he got all the right reps this week right. and, and puts it together. Mm-hmm. I'll say this. I won't be surprised if the mm-hmm. Saints win, but I will pick the Seahawks at home. Right. So we have Texans, Chargers. I'm going to go Chargers just because I still don't think that they that uh, the Texans have figured out how to protect um, what's his face, um, Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson. So um, they're they have a good defense. Um, Philip Rivers is still you know like 85 and still throwing bombs. Um, they still have is um, what's his face healthy? Their receiver. I slipped my mind. Um, what's that guy's name? Oh, uh, I know what you're talking about. Uh, I just slipped my mind. Anyway, I still think they're going to win just because, you know, I, I, I think the Texans can't protect Deshaun Watson. I'm going Texans here. Uh-huh. Um, I think they'll be fine. Keenan Allen is the name. Yeah. I just got it. Yeah, so yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, well, if he's healthy, they'll be fine um, for me. But you're going Texans. So we have Rams at Browns. I'm watching this one. Yeah. It's 820. We have to watch oh, it. That's a primetime Sunday that's game. It's a primetime Sunday I'm game. Going Rams. Oh, yeah. You have to go Rams because it's one of those things where, and this happened last week um, against the Saints, Cooper Cup came alive. Mm-hmm. Um, that dude that dude had caught that bomb, and unfortunately he didn't get the touchdown like they wanted to, but I think he is just now getting over thinking about his injury from yeah. last season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the fact that he can stretch the defense, the fact that they still have um, – who is it? Um, uh, what's well, who are some of their other receivers? They have uh, I can't think of their names right now. They have a good receiving core. Um, Todd Gurley, if they manage his reps right, I, you know he has bad cartilage um, in his knees or whatnot. But I think they will still be fine. Yeah, I think um, I think they're going to take it to the Browns. Yeah, because I, even yeah. with the Browns defense being as good as it is, I think they're going to run some misdirection to get Miles Garrett like 
upfield for no reason. Right. It's um, going to be trapping a lot of trapping. Yeah. So, and I do like McVeigh's theory of make that defense cover every blade of grass. Absolutely. And I think they're going to spread their asses out. That's exactly what they're going to do. And they're just going to just go down the field. Yep. Yeah. So I take them actually going away, just mm. like not even a chance. Absolutely. And then, um, what Monday else we got? Night game. Monday night game is Bears Redskins. Yeah. Unless Jay decides to get his head out of his behind and run a- runs Adrian Peterson like we all know he should, um, I'm going to lean towards the Bears on this one. Granted, they haven't played the best themselves. Um, I mean, Allen Robinson has been a no-show. I have Tyreek, uh, I mean uh, Cohen as my uh, one of my receivers that I'm starting just because Geis is injured. He's been a no-show. I don't know what Matt Nagy is doing with that offense or what his thought process is, but um, I think this is the game where they probably get it right. Um, I think that they will run a lot of play action. They will get more running backs involved. They will try to run the ball a lot more, which will open things up for Allen Robinson on the back end. So I do think I'm I'm, I'm going to lean towards the Bears on this one. Okay, so I am going with Washington. Okay. Uh, the reason that no, not just because they're my team. Uh, I think it's a winnable game because the Bears' offense is just so non-existent. Right. Um, <laughs> it really isn't. I don't think AP or the running backs will get off on this game uh-huh. because of their defense. Um, so they're just going to have to figure something else out. But, yeah, I mean, that defense, though, it'll be tough because their secondary is locked down as well. Yeah. But, again, I think, and I don't know. So it wasn't you I was telling. I was telling somebody else. Um, I think the way the Redskins beat them is if they can, A, win the turnover battle, mm-hmm. and, B, if they can get somehow a pick six or a defensive scoop and score, yeah. something of that nature, right. um, I think that is going to be the difference in the game because mm-hmm. I don't think Chicago has the offense to light up our right. defense, but we don't have the offense to light up their defense. So it's going to be a defensive battle. Yeah, it's be. I think – well. If it's high scoring, we're getting our doors blown off. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I predict it to be a very low scoring, yeah, boring, like, yeah, like Monday seventeen night game. fourteen type yeah. situation. Yeah. yeah. But again, I wouldn't be surprised if Washington loses. We don't do well in primetime games. I hate right. primetime games. Just put us in at one o'clock where nobody watches, nobody cares, <laughs> nobody's worried about it. I don't like all eyes on me. Like, there you go. I, I don't like that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> all right. We already know how I feel. So. <laughs> yeah. No. So I am gonna take Washington. I mean, we got to win. You got to get one. Like my whole thing okay. is, if we can win this one, the the Giants is a winnable game mm-hmm. um, for Week Four. Uh, we'll we'll basically get our doors blown in Week Five against the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you can go into that game two and two, I mean mm-hmm. you're okay. Yeah. So I mean we'll see we'll see how it goes. Um, so that's all for the show for this week. As yeah. always, we say every 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 episode, head over to our website, averagesportsguys.com. Yes, sir. You can pick up all that um, social media yeah, content. All social media. Our podcast is on there. Yeah. The video podcast is on there. You can go to YouTube, subscribe right here. Yes, sir. It's like literally right here. Right um, there. And yeah, just support us, man. Uh, like I said, and we say it all the time, hit us up with questions, concerns, fantasy questions. Um, Whatever you guys want to hear, whatever you want answered. I mean, we're doing longer shows, so we have time to incorporate some of that stuff. Um, But until then, you're just going to listen to us run our mouth. Absolutely. So please, please, please talk to us, leave comments, things of that nature. And that's what we got. So, yeah. Average sports guys, we're out of here. We're out.